Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, and it's OneRadioNetwork.com. It's 10 o'clock Central Time. Hope you had a, a nice evening. It is Tuesday morning, the 2nd of August, and it's an honor to be here with you. We're going to have fun this morning. We're going to talk about babies. Making, not make, well, maybe. He might know how to make babies, too. I guess he does. We're going to, we're going <laughs> <we're gonna> to meet uh, a Dr. Kiltz. And uh, he is a, a um, OBGYN. And uh, he is actually does surgery. He works with infertility medicine. He's been doing this 32 years. He has a, an operation or an office, rather, in upstate New York and Florida, Colorado, and Canada. And um, I found him in some strange way that I'll tell you about. is Robert Kiltz, and uh, we're going to say hi to him. Dr. Kiltz, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's such an honor to, to talk to you. Patrick, thank you so much for the invitation. Please call me Robert. I'm uh, here to, to share ideas and uh, learn more also. Oh, cool. So, what's the what's the main reason? Is there a main reason, a number one reason on your list that uh, boys and girls get together, but somehow they just can't make a baby? Well, the number one reason for life is reproduction. And when it's not happening, something's wrong. And I think the leading cause of reproductive dysfunction or infertility is is related to our nutrition and our diets hmm. and i think it causes a tremendous amount of inflammation which damages all of the reproductive organs on the male and the female side wow could that be a kind of a spiritual um evolutionary thing wanting to have the strongest species is that is that going too far to say something like that well, it's, it's, it's all spiritual, it's all energy, it's all vibration, it's all the meaning of life. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, that's the reason I think we're all here, is to reproduce. Hmm. But we can reproduce in lots of different ways. It's not just having babies, but it's caring for families and, and others uh -huh. also. Yeah, yeah. It must be very rewarding to work with people who've been wanting to get pregnant, and then they do. I mean, that must be real fun for you. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever done. I, I when I first uh, was in medical school and I came across OB and delivering babies, that was where I knew I wanted to go. Really? And uh, subsequently, from there, I practiced, and then I learned that, you know, there was this this area called reproductive endocrinology and infertility. So I did a fellowship in that, and I've really been practicing fertility medicine for for you know, nearly thirty years. So fertility medicine, let's explain to us what really what that's about. I really want to understand that. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting because I'm a Western-trained physician practicing medicine where we use uh, diagnostic tools to figure out what the problem is, male, female, anatomic, hormonal, or infectious or other things. And then we have our, our, our treatments, drugs, dissections, and things like that. Uh, but over the last... Um, maybe 15 to 20 years, I began to incorporate not just Western medicine, but tremendous amount of Eastern medicine, um, acupuncture, massage, meditation, prayer, and things like that. So 
really when we call medicine we're not just talking about western medicine we're talking about spiritual medicine and and physical medicine and and uh, so many things that that i've come to learn and for me i this nutrition is such a powerful thing that i'm practicing and talking about more and more mm -hmm. and, and the patients are pretty open to that they come in and they they they, they get into this idea of what you eat matters I think most people are open to listening and learning these ideas. Um, mm -hmm. I talk a lot about uh, carnivore, and I talk about keto, and I talk about paleo over the years. But now I'm really talking a lot about fasting and adding fat to your nutrition and some other things that are really powerful. And I'm sure we'll talk more about, about that. Sure. But I, I, I believe that, you know, besides postponing childbearing, our nutrition is highly flawed and our western medicine is sharing the wrong idea and the wrong um, direction for for a healthy diet mm -hmm. was there some a person or something in your life that kind of took you to the the brighter side of nutrition and spiritual matters well my sister marianne had diabetes since she was age four and she died at 52 and at the same time, my good friend Dave uh, died of um, cancer. And he was 52 and he was a doctor. He was healthy. And just something just clicked in me that seemed wrong that these things were happening. Hmm. And I understand my sister is dying of diabetes. She had it for years. But then I went on a quest to figure out the cause of diabetes, the cause of cancer, and linked all of the diseases really to a very simple five things that I think are, are powerful. And at the same time, I was practicing medicine with use, utilizing the acupuncture and a lot of, of, of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. I never talked about nutrition. This is probably about 15 plus years ago. And then some of my patients were getting pregnant on this thing called paleo diet. Mm -hmm. So I began to, to dive into diet because I didn't believe that diet had you know much of anything. And certainly we didn't use learn anything about what nutrition and what it really was about so then i found keto and then about 12 years ago i ran into this thing called carnivore and um, that sort of changed my whole view and began to understand why my friend dave died my sister died and and basically what i believe are our directives in western medicine are incorrect for the human species yeah oh wow and we went through this whole thing with um, cholesterol and heart attacks and, and the Framingham and the fat. Remember, you were there <laughs> the fat days and the low fat and Atkins. And wow, we've been through a big curve, haven't we? Well, I suffered myself, and that was the other thing. Is I had since I was a since I was a child, I had uh, migraines and dyslexia and ADHD and bowel problems and hmm. and then into my 30s and 40s it got worse I had bowel bleeding IBS kidney stones migraines got worse and uh, and, and I think that even depression anxiety all kind of got worse and 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 so kind of led me to this new area when I went carnivore in literally one month it all went away and despite the fact that with keto and paleo it got better but but uh it took carnivore for it to disappear that is fascinating so that's how i found you by the way that's how i found dr kilt is 
is, you know, I got interested in carnivore a couple, you know, a more meat diet a couple months ago. Somehow, I think somebody sent me one of the videos and said, well, this guy's cool, let's talk to him. So, so you really found a difference between um, keto, paleo, and carnivore. Tell folks what the difference is in those three modalities. Well, we can look at paleo and think of it as our ancient hunter-gatherer diets for mm-hmm. you know, thousands, if not millions of years. You know, But I don't know how true these stories are, but they are stories. So let's say the majority of our nutrition was likely fatty animals that we hunted for years and maybe under times of, of lack and, and starvation, um, famine, we might you know find some berries and seeds and nuts, but I don't think that was much of what we really ate. But, but ultimately, paleo is a high-fat diet, and keto is a high-fat diet. Um, these things called ketones bodies show up when you're fasting and we're eating higher-fat nutrition. And so that, I think, comes to be the, the name of ketosis and ketogenic diets. Now, ketoacidosis is different, but I come to find that, that um, I don't think those are that important. And really, carnivore means you eat only an animal-based food. Mm-hmm. And herbivore means you eat only a plant-based foods. And then omnivores mean you eat both meat and or animals and, and plants. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I, 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 you know, it's, there's all these, there's too much science that tries to explain things in very complex ways. And I just kind of think we've made it too much snake oil that most of us, even me, can't quite understand what it really means. Mm-hmm. But when you did a meat-based diet, which is going to be carnivore, and you can maybe tell us what you eat now, and you've been doing this for over 10 years, you've really seen some drastic uh, improvements in your health. Well, I, I, I remember watching a guy on YouTube uh, <laughs> 11, 12 years ago, and he was doing carnivore, and he was like ripped and, you know, <laughs> muscles, and he said he didn't exercise. And I was like, well, that sounds like the diet for me, <laughs> uh, because I was hurting all over the place from a tremendous amount of exercise. So I went ahead and did this carnivore thing, and it was, it was meat-based. It was mm-hmm. steak and eggs, and I call it the baby's diet today. It was bacon, eggs, butter, beef, and salt. That's kind of the basics, but you just do steak, salt, and water if you want. Um, and I did it, and I, I fast. I typically do 23 hours of fasting and, and one hour of feasting, and I found, find that that is the most miraculous, amazing thing you can do for the human body. Wow. I drink water. I, I've drunk coffee in the past. I recently got off of it just because I wanted to try it. I don't think it's particularly harmful, yeah. but too much of anything is. Yeah. But so the everyone says that meat is poorly digested in the body. Well, that's not true, actually. Meat, um, fat, and protein is the best digested thing in the human gut, in the stomach, and then in the upper intestines. It's quickly digested. And plants are poorly digested. We're not an herbivore. We are a carnivore in our GI tract in our system, and we've kind of been duped to eat plants. And my 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 thought is is that my theory is that plants are actually the predators, and we're the prey. Plants have have controlled us, and we become addicted to them. And it's really kind of a, a interesting concept. But um, we have zero requirement to ever eat fruit, fiber, seeds, nuts, or vegetables. Zero. 
Wow. And they're actually harmful and deadly for us because plants contain toxic chemicals that kill many animals, many bugs, many microbes, and it just happens to cause most of our disease. And and then the plants not only con, uh, contain poisons, and just think of heroin, cocaine, marijuana, cyanide, nicotine, and caffeine. They're all plant-based drugs, and they're not good for us. And many of them are very harmful and can kill you rapidly. Some of them just control you. And sugar, so plants, all plants, kale, asparagus, broccoli, carrots, onions, potatoes, tomatoes, they're all full-on sugar. So we know sugar's bad. Well, why are vegetables good? Well, uh, vegetables convert to sugar in your GI tract, and they cause damage to the bowels, and then they cause damage to all of your cells in your body, including your brain. And my bet is they cause Alzheimer's, dementia, depression, and more. And and so when I looked at the science, the science on this, because there's a there's a journal called the United States Department of Agriculture's Journal for Plant Poisons. It's for the livestock industry. So when livestock get damaged reproductively and they die or there's many other diseases, the someone loses money. But when we humans get sick, someone makes money. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, we're hiding the fact that plants are actually mostly poisonous of any significance or frequency. And some people will die rapidly from an anaphylactic reaction from many plants. My daughter from a banana, uh, people from peanuts all the time. And and so, you know, people go to the doctor for health care and they got a complaint. Well, every single complaint is likely related to a high plant-based, low animal fat diet, in my opinion. Eat your vegetables, but mom told us to eat our vegetables, Doc. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I know. about about ten to twelve thousand years ago, somehow, some of the mightiest people in the world figured that they can control humans by feeding them plants, hmm. and then we become domesticated. We become slaves, soldiers, peasants, and prisoners. Wow. Masters eat fatty ribeye steak, like five wagyu. And the masses eat the mush, which keeps us meek. It's time we learn the story, the truth about nutrition. We humans are carnivores. We're lions. We are not pigs, cows, and sheep. If you feed a lion and a wolf grass and grains, they become dogs and cats, domesticated animals. If you feed a human savage, and we'll just use that word, an ancestral human, plants of any frequency or significance, we become domesticated, peasants, soldiers, Hmm. prisoners, and slaves. And we're that today. We're enslaved by the need to have carbohydrates. Got to have them. And every doctor's AMA, the American Cardiology Associations, the Heart Associations, the Diabetic and Dietetic Association, in every hospital that I work at is promoting a plant-based, low animal fat diet. And yet we're getting sicker. The cost of healthcare is going up. More pills and drugs for everyone. And I'm on a mission to share what I've learned personally from seeing too many people sick and dying. Hmm. 
and people convinced that they're just something their genetics have changed doesn't make any sense we're talking with dr robert kiltz he has a couple of websites that we'll tell you about drkiltz.com and then uh, and he's in a fertility clinic so um can you gauge and give us an idea of just the the introduction to a carnivore diet with patients wanting to get pregnant and the men and the women and what's your experience has been when they do this well politics religion culture diet is voodoo no no to talk about right? and and so but hmm. um, I, I I ask go over the history of how long you've been trying and any pregnancies any children any miscarriages things like that and then i usually ask about any history of any medical conditions and usually it's no or it's thyroid or some bowel problems sometimes some autoimmune diseases or immunologic problems and and um i ask about the their general you know, health and wellness and and i always ask them about their nutrition and what do they eat what mm-hmm. do they have for breakfast what do they have for lunch and what they have for dinner mm-hmm. And um, I'll then make a comment that it's possible that what they're eating is the cause of all their problems. And most people are actually open to listening and learning because they're coming to me because they would like to help themselves have a baby. Mm-hmm. And one, natural is always what I want to help people do. And two is if it's not natural, it's it's with some assistance. And, you know, most people, when you ask them what they eat, quite often they'll say, I eat healthy, I eat clean, I eat organic, sure. and I know it's not a problem. And I said, well, I know you know that, but maybe it's incorrect. Maybe there is something you can do different in your diet. And and, and so that's when I begin the conversation. And then I kind of open up and that keto is, is sort of one way to do it, but the ultimately very best is the top elimination diet which is carnivore hmm. Hmm. then they're shocked and they say everyone says well you know it's steak <laughs> and eggs and their t- husbands are going to love this you know the guys love this you like that my husband will love that <laughs> yeah but 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 women have been made afraid of eating meat hmm. red yeah. meat and certainly afraid to eat fat yeah yeah and there's something in our body called the glycobiome glycobiome Glycobiome. Glycobiome. Everyone's heard of the microbiome Mm -hmm. or the proteome or the 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 nuclear DNA, but but no one understands the glycobiome. So everyone thinks that sugar is used for energy for our body, but I believe it's not. Sugar is required to protect the glycobiome, to maintain the glycobiome, and Almost all proteins that are important in our body must have a sugar added to it. This is called glycosylation. Now, most scientists that I talk to, most uh, nutritionists, most doctors have never heard of this. But the glycobiome is the Teflon shield that protects your body. The bowel is the number one place for the glycobiome that's damaged. And it's damaged because we eat a ton of sugar and fiber and vegetables that that really scrape away this beautiful lining in our bowels and so then we get all these bowel disorders and even even babies 
in the in the mouth and the tonsils are destroying the glycobiome which allows the microbes to take over my theory here is that micro the the microbiome is not good for us the microbiome is deadly the microbiome takes over in our body because the glycobiome is damaged and so we're not eating fat and it turns out that when you eat fat you suppress inflammation in your body and we know the current modern diets are void of fat yes they might contain some plant oils but plant oils in my opinion are deadly also it's you want to eat fat from an animal it suppresses inflammation in the bowels in the mouth in the in the esophagus in the in the small and large intestines it keeps the fermenting bugs at bay so when the bugs the bacteria and the yeast in your bowels get a hold of sugar they make alcohol aldehydes heat gas and methane and those things circulate around your bloodstream those are not good for us and so the leading place is the colon where the microbes grow because we're eating a fiber-filled vegetable-filled diet and diets are deadly in our current recommendation which is really hard to believe and i can i thought this was nuts this can't be <laughs> but i did it and i have so many of my patients doing it i've seen so many women get pregnant naturally and i have one gal did almost 30 fertility treatments with me my vf iui frozen transfers donor egg nothing happened really 40 years old she goes carnivore she conceives naturally and delivers a baby on her own now that's just one story we have infinite stories and when you begin to search carnivore what women are doing and men are doing they're getting back to mommies men masters that's what meat does for us Hmm. fatty meat What's the, what's the, what was a great line with uh, Mae West that she never wanted to date a guy who didn't eat meat or something like that? <laughs> I always we, remember we, that one. <laughs> we've been duped by the masters hmm. who convince us all to eat mush, keeps us meek. Mush? Uh, uh, mush, 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 mush. And that is it. And I know it's kind of a crazy concept, but I eat butter, eat butter like cheese. Mm-hmm. I always eat the fattiest ribeye every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I eat, I, I had my uh, Snake River ribeye s- steak, with, uh, with, which is black and blue. I put butter and a little bit of blue cheese on it. And I pour the grease right from the pan, right back on the steak. Yeah. And I eat, I eat the whole steak. And I, I eat part of it. I don't eat the 32 ounces. I eat about 12 ounces a day of fatty meat. You don't need much. And it just, you feel fantastic. The I have no more bowel problems. Your your poop comes out once to, you know, a few times a week. And it is no more, there's no more bleeding. My hemorrhoids went away. Wow. wow. And I was like, whoa, how'd this happen? This is like radical. See, that's one thing I've experienced, and I've only been doing carnivore for um, two months, but I just don't poop as much. But, you know, I've been talked into the idea we need to be pooping like two, three times a day. But you're, so I'm not going crazy. I'm okay. I'm, I'm not going to die. <laughs> Fiber is deadly for humanity. 
Fine. And vegetables of any significance or frequency is not good for us. And I know these words just seem radical. You know, I, I have respect for everyone out there, but I'm a doctor and I paid a lot of money to go to medical school. It wasn't easy to get in. Mm-hmm. And and even today, there's still some rough spots in practicing medicine that, you know, we have a huge ICD-10 book with thousands of diagnoses. And so what we're doing is we're labeling humans with a disease that is simply a side effect from their diet. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. And every disease is the same five causes. And I I say that's plant sugars, plant chemicals, plant antigens, fermentations of plants, fermentation of plants in the GI tract, and the, but then it spreads everywhere. And then the bugs love you because your glucose levels circulatory-wise are high and you're damaged. And then the fifth, is excessive exercise. Excessive. Excessive. Yeah. I mean, everyone's like eating three meals and then going to the gym to lose weight. Why don't you just eat one meal a day then you won't have to go to the gym? Uh-huh. And then you'll save money if you only do one meal a day. And then guess what? You could be more creative. You get in the pottery studio. You can write uh, screenplays. You could paint. There's so many creative things that we're missing in life because we're trying to get on a treadmill to lose weight because our doctors told us to eat three meals a day. It's funny you mentioned that because that was one of the reasons that precipitated this uh, idea about changing my diet because as a screenwriter, I need to write at night because I do this during the day and prep and everything. And, you know, if I eat pasta, uh, rice, or vegetables, an hour after I eat it, you know, I'm just worthless. I, I can no more write a screenplay. Lucky I could watch a movie. So I said, well, this is not working, you know. This is not working. And it's so funny because on the spiritual end of it, I really started asking God. I said, I need some help here. I mean, come on. What's going on? Because I need to do something. And that night, somebody sent me a, a video of a talk that from a, a Sally K. Norton talking about the oxalates, you know, her. And, and she starts talking about the oxalates in, in vegetables. I said, well, I could give her to those. That might be why, you know, I could change. And then, then after a while, you figure out, well, if I don't eat vegetables, the only thing to eat is meat, right? So that's how I got here. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. Well, it, it is, um, it's magical when, when you do this. And, and again, I don't think there's any conspiracy against you know, these dietary, people believe what they believe. Sure, you know, yeah. we're, we're very resistant. And all my doctor friends are very resistant to this, this, these ideas. And well, no, 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 this is what it is. And I'm like, well, we get fat from eating sugar, but you blame fat for the cause of disease when in actuality it was sugar. But you don't know that kale is sugar, asparagus is sugar, broccoli is for sugar. And plants have been around for millions of years longer than you and I, and they have more DNA than you and I. And they're live organisms. The cell, the cell has one mission: survive and reproduce. So all organisms, we're no, we're nothing special. We're not smarter than any other cell of the universe. We're just another cellular organism. So every cell is what they do for a living is to reproduce. All cells. All cells. They all do, cells. To just all reproduce. Cells. It doesn't matter what you are. You know, our brain gives us this concept to be creative, but you know, many other organisms are equally or more creative and, and they're doing their thing. One thing that I do talk about in medicine that probably a lot of my colleagues don't enough of is faith hmm. and talk about God, which yeah. I think is really, really, really missing in, in modern medicine. 
we've we've lost the sense of connecting with our patients, talking to them, listening to them. And I and I like to call them my my community, my mm-hmm. clients, my you know, we're we're really we have to change the transaction. Medicine is sort of this transaction is I'm the boss and I'll tell you what to do. And if you don't do what I tell you to do, you're gonna kick I'm gonna kick you out of my practice. <laughs> I mean, what is that? It's like really I talk, I was talking to my brother, I have an older brother, and uh, you know, families are trying to help him and seeing if I can get him off statins because they're very dangerous, as you well know. And he said, here's what he told me. He said, well, my cardiologist told me that if I didn't take the statins, he wouldn't be my doctor anymore. Wow. What, That's what my... What type of doctor? So if you cut him out, yeah. well, we judge people negatively in medicine. You're fat. You're skinny. You're you're short. You're 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 you have these diseases. I'm going to label you with diseases. You're not your disease. You're a human being. Hmm. Modern medicine has to stop with all these diagnostic codes and and drugs and dissections and just hey, how are you? Hmm. How's your family? You know what you doing these days? Oh my God, I didn't know you did artwork and stuff. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and because it's medicine has become venture capital run corporate um which i think is not good hmm. i think it's it's a bad idea and so but you know people are searching for a quick answer and a quick fix yeah you know i think much of modern medicine's you know great strides and great uh, discoveries yet we've forgotten the simplest thing which is human touch and kindness and then the proper human diet, as my good friend Ken Berry calls it, mm. which is basically carnivore. I, I want to, before the break, I want to get back to this glycobiome, this idea. Going to dig a little bit more into that. In the colon, there's this coating that is happy when we just eat meat, animal foods, meat, butter, eggs. Well, the, the whole body, the inside and the outside, is coated by a sugar coating called the glycobiome, the glycocalyx. Calyx. The, the glycocalyx is that is that layer. It's in the blood vessels, it's in the lymphatics, and hmm. every cell has it. It's critical. If you don't have, if your glycobiome, see, my belief is that the glycobiome is out whack because of our improper nutrition. And it damages the glycobiome. So the glycobiome is screwed, and so the microbes. Just think of the the the, the grasslands. When you deplete the grasslands with grass, it it then it erodes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. Yes, sir. And if you if and so our body is the same way. See, everyone again thinks sugar is an energy source. It's not. Both sugar and amino acids must be converted to fat in the liver in order to use them as energy. Liver failure patients um, die because they can't make fat, and type 1 diabetics die because they can't make fat. Every type 2 diabetic has no problem making fat. They call it insulin resistance. Insulin is doing what it's meant to do. Insulin is meant to convert amino acids and simple sugars to fat. That is it. It's doing a great job. There's no such thing as insulin resistance either. It's basically we're, we're using the wrong language for the simple truth. Fat is the fuel for the Ferrari, and we're Ferraris. And if you don't eat fat, no one does, um, your body's going to make plenty of it. It knows how to do it, and you can't stop it. And we are losing the battle on, on, on obesity because the human body is like, are you an idiot? The famine's coming, and you're going to be skinny, and you're going to be dead. I'm not going to let you do that. 
So the harder we try to be skinny, guess what? Hmm. We lose because <laughs> the universe knows better than we do. That's correct. Yeah. Dr. Kilt, can you hang on there? And we're going to take a break. And then when we get back, I want to talk about insulin and blood sugar and fasting and all that cool stuff. Boy, this is fun talking to Dr. Robert Kiltz. I hope you're enjoying it. My name is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. You see, I don't feel quite as crazy already after talking to this man for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, One of the favorite things that we do at night before bed is to get in our sauna and detoxify and sweat. And There's been some cool things that have been done with um, work with studying saunas. uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, we have a video of her on our uh, website on the sauna page, and she talks about the amazing things that happen with the heart and far infrared saunas. I mean, it's a lot more than just sweating and getting detoxified. And then we talked with a gentleman, Dr. Minkoff, a while back, and he mentioned the same thing. Listen. Recently, we talked with Dr. David Minkoff, MD, about his patients and toxins. We test them for environmental toxins, and we look at their teeth. We look at their diet, and we do a look at their gut, and and they're loaded. It is a radical 360 assault on our bodies, what we're living in today in terms of our environment. It's remarkable what you find on people, how much stuff they've accumulated. You know, they need to get in the sauna uh, three or four times a week, and they need to filter the, the water systems in the United States are full of environmental toxins. I know when we talked to Dr. Rowie, he was a big fan of these far infrared saunas and getting the sweat out, and he used to test the sweat and everything. Do you do that, a far infrared, and then you, what kind of saunas do you I have them get, there's some pretty economical, really good portable saunas that people can get, and I think it's, it's like mandatory, if you're living on planet Earth now, you better get in a sauna three times a week for half an hour and really sweat because you're, no matter how careful you are, you're getting full of stuff that you don't want in your body that are toxic and carcinogenic. Yes, we've been promoting and using for years, uh, 10 years now, the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. It's a portable, uh, about a thousand, really nice units, boy. They, they get hot and boy, you sweat and it's, it's great. Great unit. Yeah, oh, you've seen those. Yeah. Yes, they are great units. The Relax. They are very great units, Patrick. Thank you, talk show guy. And... Um, uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick makes an argument and she says there's science to prove it that the more you do the sauna like six, seven days a week is even better than five now that's crazy when you think about it you know? it's like, come on, is that even possible? That what? that's what she claims anyway, we have the best price ever it is $1,295 that is delivered in the lower 48 for those of you at Petaluma that does not include Alaska or Hawaii we shipped them all over the world. We uh, shipped one to um, in, uh, Italy the other day. And uh, just tell me where you live, and then we'll work out the right, uh, best price with the extra shipping. We have many listeners in Canada, and, uh, and the Canadian uh, folks can get their sauna. I believe it's about fourteen ninety five delivered. fourteen ninety five too. But just give me your address, and I'll, and I'll uh, you know, get the right... Uh, um, the right price for you. It's Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We've been promoting a, a, an organic sulfur for probably 10 years, something that I do take every day. Um, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a nice addition 
to a diet to help the body to sulfate some of these yuck things out of the body that we breathe in the air and who knows where. Uh, Dr. Stephanie Seneff, who's been on our show many times, MIT, has done quite a bit of re, uh, work uh, with uh, sulfur and the sulfating system that gets messed up because the glyphosates, and they're pretty much everywhere. I need to ask Dr. Kiltz, and I will, if um, cows that eat some glyphosates, if we get them, I, I need to ask them that. Okay, so anyway, if you'd like to get some sulfur, just go on our website, patrick at oneradionetwork.com if you have questions about it, but you can order two pounds. It's a pure, there's no tag-alongs, there's no, most sulfur out there, I don't care where you go, like 98% of them has different um, silicone dioxide and stuff because they, they make capsules, you know, the sulfur, and then they have to do that in the machines, they, they believe, so they can get them into a capsule. Ours is pure, and it works. And you'll feel it. I mean, you get a little, get a little hit from it. Uh, sulfur, it's on oneradionetwork.com. If I press the right button here, I think this thing is going to work. There you go. Broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We've been talking to the Rain Angels, and uh, I think they're, uh, they're, they're starting to get it together. We're seeing clouds for the first time in 30 days. Boy, it's been dry around here. Have you all got some rain up there in New York, Doc? Well, we... We tend to get a little bit more rain in upstate New York. We don't have a shortage of water in general. Yeah, yeah. So that is a good question. Um, I know a lot of uh, farmers here. We go to the farmer's market, get grass-fed, grass-finished, um, beef, really nice, uh, ribeyes and such. But sometimes it gets so dry they have to get alfalfa. They bring it in, and and I suspect it's not organic, you know. Uh, is, is that a challenge for us to eat that after the cows eat it? I don't think it has significant um, deleterious effects on us compared to eating the vegetables ourselves. Huh. So the, the the animals are meant to process these plants, and whether it's alfalfa, which is grass essentially, and it may not be the 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 free range and and uh, the regenerative agriculture, which I think is ultimately important yes, to generate sir. the grasslands. But I don't know how. How reasonable that's going to happen in the next, you know, my lifetime. But mm-hmm. it's something that I know people are doing. And uh, Brian Sanders, um, uh, Food Lies, he's got some really great stuff on that sapiens. But I would say that the most important thing is eat fatty meat, eat organ meats. I think very important bone broth, bone marrow. And if you focus on that and butter, I do cream. I even make an ice cream that uh, yeah. I've got uh, in one of my uh, <laughs> in, um, in my magazines, my guides and books. And and listen, life is meant to be rewarded and enjoyed. Mm-hmm. This is not to be like, oh my God, I'm going to torture myself and never eat a you know a piece of cake, cookie, or candy ever again. You know, I think from time to time these things are okay, but the problem is is that we've created a daily party. And a daily amusement park living, but we're the temple. Mm-hmm. You want to treat yourself like the most expensive, valuable, irreplaceable thing ever created in the universe. And so there are some things you should never consume, and there are some things that you should infrequently consume. And there are certainly some things you should consume every single day, which to me is fatty meat, and that's the most important mm-hmm. thing to protect the glycobiome. The biome. It's fascinating that glycobiome. Um, 
there are uh, carnivore people out there that are doing um, the organ meats in a desiccated form. And they feel, you think those things work? Or, or I, well, I, Obviously, fresh would be the best, right? Well, I, I think if you can get your food fresh from real food, mm. and, and that's going to be the very best. If you can find it local and organic and grass-fed, that's going to be the very best, we think. Um, but I would say that that's uh, you know we got to recognize that uh, in order to feed the, the 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 masses healthy, you know there are some industrial products that you know we have to recognize that that's what they are, and people have to be able to get meats and eggs, and you know I'm not a big fan of chicken or fish personally, but you know I think pork and beef are probably the best. Yeah. But, you know, if you're going to eat chicken, you want to get fatty chicken. You want to eat the whole thing. You want to get the bone marrow, the bone broth, all of that. Yeah. Very important. And we sell a nutritional supplement, by the way. Dr. Yeah. Kilt's Nutritional Solutions is a is a, um, a meat-based. Uh, it's, it's organ meats, and it's also liver meat. And so for those that just can't get it, just don't want to eat it that way, take the supplement. I think it adds the, you know, the real minerals and vitamins likely come from the organs. Uh, the majority and when a lion kills it goes from the guts it it eats that first and it leaves the lean meats for the scavengers yeah can you gauge a percentage of organ meats if you had like the main thing being like ribeyes or steak what kind of percentage of organ meats if you had to put a number on it i think about five percent yeah, a little would be, small. would be reasonable you know it's not it's not a lot yeah. you don't need a lot i mean uh, that's you know it's you if you're doing if you're doing, you see, the the meat, the cells of the meat contains all the minerals and vitamins in general. And so, you know, if you don't eat organ meats at all, you're likely not going to be hurting. But if you eat plants, plants chelate. They rob your body of your your minerals and vitamins. And so they cause damage to the glycobiome. And, and as you know, oxalates, Sally Norton's yes, work sir. on oxalates. And, you know, I suffered from oxalate um, uh, um, damage for years, and I didn't know it. I love spinach. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, um, and so I would say that as long as you're eating, see, A, D, and K are all fat-soluble vitamins. They come with the fat. And so the, the, the cell itself contains all the minerals and vitamins. And since we're not eating plants, we're not likely causing the leaky gut. And we're not causing the chelation, which robs our bodies of, of all those minerals and vitamins we require. So it's so, not necessary, but I would say 5% would be good. So talk a bit about how uh, plants, kale, spinach, chard, all the rest of them are high oxalates. They actually rob the body of nutrition, rob the body of vitamins and minerals? Well, well, they, they chelate. They, they, chelate. They, they, they grab onto the minerals and vitamins and, and the metals and, and they hold them and bind them. And they they prevent you from absorbing them. That's really much of the the, the science. Hmm. And and plants, you know, in order to get the minerals and vitamins from the soil, they have to they have to chelate and and, and bind them. And so they also sometimes will use your bacteria and yeast in in a symbiotic relationship with some of these things. But ultimately, the the body is being damaged by oxalates, phytates, lectins, the glycoproteins, which also, they're called hemagglutinins. These hemagglutinins basically cause cause blood clots and likely responsible for a tremendous amount of disease. In surgery, I'm a surgeon, we use a potato substance 
to spread on areas that are bleeding in order to stop the bleeding. Wow. So we're, we're, it caused blood clotting in areas we want the clots. So my my bet is is that you know people eat plants and 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 all of the micronizes and goes into your gut and then it's absorbed much of it and goes into your bloodstream and goes everywhere. The science is kind of simple. If you if you can just step back and recognize that you know you smoke a cigarette, you, you feel whatever that that sense is, or cigar, you drink caffeine, you you know it, and you drink alcohol. Everything goes into your brain. See, they think there's this blood brain barrier. This, it doesn't this, exist. This, uh, doesn't, doesn't it exist. doesn't exist. I mean, come on. You you know that you could you, things get into our brain fascinating. Why would the brain um, hold things back? And by the way, the brain burns fatty acids for energy not sugar fatty sugar sugar is a glycan glycans are responsible for glycosylation without glycosylation you would die quickly the sugars that are circulating in our body are used to to add to glycosylate proteins so the proteins are functional the neurotransmitters are glycosylated uh, proteins Without that glycosylation, you basically, we, you and I couldn't even be talking here. You know, we dropped dead in about, you know, seconds. Wow. And, and, and so the, the, the science of the human body is so fascinating. Mm. But my sense is most of the science you and I have been taught is wrong. Mm. We're talking it's with Dr. Robert Kiltz. It is drkiltz.com. He's an OBGYN. He's a surgeon. And he, he's into fertility awareness and fertility medicine helps mom and dads get pregnant so let's talk about the guys in the spermie and all that um is is that often solved with uh, a carnivore diet as well to get the little sperms happy the birth control pill and the abortion pill are made from plants Mm, wow plants make estrogen progesterone and testosterone in significant amounts and likely responsible for male and female fertility issues, damaged sperm, high fragmentation of DNA, tremendous amount of uh, mal-shaped sperm, poor motility, no motility, and even absent sperm. We do know that guys who take testosterone uh, quite often lose all their sperm production. It'll come back. I mean, the pills or the, the babies and the, yeah, the, the shots sh- and the cream, all. the shots, the, yeah. the whatever it is, any yeah. testosterone supplement. So, so um, again, my 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 sense is is that the plants contain the chemicals that do the job. Now, why does it affect everyone? Well, you know, that's a hard one to know. But most people who smoke cigarettes don't get lung cancer. That doesn't mean we recommend lung cancer smoking. So, so, but everyone gets something but you just don't know what it is and most of these diseases and cancers are silent until one day you've been diagnosed with it mm-hmm. and and that's where i think the real conundrum comes but absolutely men and women have the same fertility problems essentially they have they have scar tissue forming to block their sperm uh, uh, ejaculation or release of the sperm they have damage to the testicles to stop production of the sperm but it happens in my opinion in utero, in, in utero. we become a adi- we become addicted to sugar and plants in utero because our mothers ate it so it crosses the placental membrane and the the baby's brain and organs are affected by it uh, the epigenetics, where, where basically the environment af- affects the expression of your DNA, your genes, 
is is affected in utero so whatever your mom's been eating since today she was born and her mom ate and her mom it just goes back to the you know the dawn of time in a sense but we know that that what your mother eats affects you and then what you eat since you know the moment you're born in this all this soy the soy based uh, formulas you know now we're out of we're out of formula whatever happened to the mom's breast and but moms can't breastfeed anymore because their breasts are damaged the glycobiome of the breasts are oh. damaged from a sugar-based nutritional diet and a low animal fat diet wow. it's really simple again you can have some plants and sugars from time to time your body's capable of it but because we're eating it all the time in the majority of the food we eat is actually poorly digested so that means our bowels are full of digesting food from the day we're born to the day we die pretty much and so hmm. it's constantly fermenting it's constantly releasing sugar in your bloodstream which causes insulin to go up and then it causes glycation to every organ of your body and it keeps you addicted to something you don't need you have no requirement to ever eat a plant or a carbohydrate in the human diet fascinating dr Keltzer's um, a whole cadre, as you know, of carnivore and meat-based people with YouTube. Everybody's a rock star, you know, it's great. And uh, there's many that contend that the fruit and honey and things like that are really necessary. But what I hear now, I don't think you agree with that. No, no, there's no requirement for fiber, fruit, vegetables, seeds, nuts. And, and in my opinion, honey is highly contaminated with likely pollens and other plant chemicals and then also um, likely other toxins and bacteria and yeast you know again unless it's been um, pasteurized and you know then it's it, it's you know maybe different i don't think sugar and i don't even think honey or fruit from time to time is necessarily harmful but it shouldn't be part of your regular diet in my opinion so i just had to change it a little technical thing here so i see so something if you want to have some fruit um it's not gonna hurt too much i mean you might enjoy mango or something i mean it's not like it's going to mess up this glycobiome thing that we're talking about it unless unless it's that one fruit or other plant antigen that you happen to have an anaphylactic reaction to oh People do not die of a reaction, anaphylactic reactions to ribeye steak or chicken. Hmm. Uh, fish, yes. Fish. Uh, fish, fish, um, seafood. Seafood has tremendous amount of allergies, but oh. not meat. But again, we've, we've made people think they're allergic to meat and they can't take it. But that's another, that's a whole other story about, about um, you know, our, our biases really close our mind to be open to the possibilities. But um, I know that, you know, I love, I love a piece of chocolate. I love a chocolate cake from time to time. I love ice cream from time to time. Now, I'm not, I mean, I'm addicted to food because if you don't eat food, you die. I'm addicted to air. I'm addicted to water. But, but we use the word addiction to label us as if it's, it's something like we're born with. It's not. Hmm. We're brainwashed. We're lions, and we've been brainwashed to be pigs, cows, and sheep. It's really the simple story. <laughs> Come as uh, adventurers and be strong, right? To, to yes. see what's going on here on, 
on earth and see what we can make of ourselves here. So, uh, so if we're just eating an animal-based diet, what's the insulin doing? Is it, it, does it need to be doing something? I mean, does it just hang out there? Okay. So if you fast for days and days and weeks, your insulin is low. Mm-hmm. Insulin is released when you eat proteins and sugars. There's no insulin release when you eat fat. When you eat fat, now remember, fat's from an animal, oil's from a plant. Mm -hmm. I don't suggest eating oils, fatty meat. Fat goes to the lymphatics, and it's distributed everywhere in the body because it doesn't require the liver to metabolize it. Mm. Amino acids and simple sugars go to the liver. All the blood flow from the bowels goes to the liver, in order, so insulin will then convert them to fat, or you cannot survive, you will die. And so, you know, insulin, okay, so if I'm eating three plant-based meals a day, and I'm having at least one to three bowel movements a day, your GI tract is never empty of carbohydrates, ever. So that means you're fermenting, you're secreting the toxins in the plants into your in your bloodstream. You're secreting the lectins, oxalates, and phytates all over your body, and um, and of course sugar. Sugar stimulates insulin to make fat. That's all it does. Insulin does not put sugar into your cells in order to be energy for the mitochondria. Why would the mitochondria use sugar when it's got fat everywhere? Hmm. Fat. Fat is easily cleaved from fatty acids rapidly, and fatty acids from acetyl, acetyl, acetylcholate from fatty acids contain far more energy than a sugar does. But this is the conundrum that people know nothing about glycosylation and the importance of glycosylation in the human body. Did you have to be a really geek researcher to figure this out? I mean, did you have to really dig in? Well... I couldn't figure out why. I'm not such a geeky guy. I'm not the smartest guy in the universe, but I'm but I'm I'm a hunter. And I'll take that from my ancient roots mm-hmm. and I'm persistent <clears throat> and I don't give up easily. I couldn't figure out how your cells burn sugar one minute and then fat another minute. This just doesn't make any sense. And anorexics die quickly. They likely have cardiovascular um, uh, arrhythmias and die, mm-hmm. and because they don't have fat, they have no fat. Acetyl-CoA must be available in extremely high amounts from fatty acids, or you die. So, liver failure patients—they don't have a liver functioning properly. They have high sugar and they have high insulin levels, and yet they become emaciated and they have no fat, and they die quite readily, quickly. Obese patients, again. You know, they, they, they're, the reason they're getting obese and the reason their insulin's always high and they call it insulin resistance because their sugar is always there. So Otto Warburg and the Warburg effect, when I read uh, Thomas Seyfried's book on cancer as a metabolic disorder, it, it, it taught me about Otto Warburg. Otto Warburg figured out that glucose was likely the cause of cancer. Glycation damages the mitochondria. The cell dies. But some cells survive because they're able to make a little bit of 
ACE, uh, um, ATP in the in the cytoplasm in order to survive long enough to metastasize. Because once again, the cell is smart. The cell says, I want to survive, but this idiot is killing me. So I'm going to find another place. But the cell you know is not realizing this not no longer in the in the in the the great uh, um, uh, metabolic soup of the world it's like connected to this human body who keeps on pouring sugar into it and you know it's going to go somewhere else and it's going to try and it's going to kill you hmm. right but but ultimately the cancer didn't kill you your diet did hmm. your diet of sugar and you have no requirement of sugar and so now thomas seyfried's a very interesting guy because um, he's really looking at these these areas, and 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 um, another one is Carolyn Bertozzi. Carolyn Bertozzi is sort of my is really B B R T O Z Z I. Um, Berkeley, Stanford. She's a she's a glycome glycobiome glycan uh, master, and and you know most of this work is in the work of pharmaceuticals or in vaccines or in cancer therapy, because. Because the sugar coating on our on our cells is like a is like a barcode. That's all it is. It's the it's the fingerprints. And COVID virus changes its mutations based on its sugar coating. It just changes its sugar coating, but it's a coat. And so it, this is the part our blood types are sugars. The sugars on our bloods blood cells determine our blood type. The HLA antigen, human leukocyte antigen, is just another glycan. And so, so you know, getting back to uh, I'm, I feel like a little bit of an idiot because I'm espousing that insulin resistance is not true, that sugar is not the energy for our mitochondria, only fat is. And um, uh, there are a few others in there that uh, my brain's not thinking about right now. But ultimately, um, we're the glycome, the glycobiome is radically amazing and when you protect it it's the teflon shield hmm. that'll protect you for for infinite 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 so if you're eating say a ribeye steak every day or some other steak and it does have a great deal of fat as some do not with grass-fed do you get enough fat when you just um eat butter I think butter is good. Um, I think ghee and, ghee and I think butter is better, but you know, I do cream and butter and I don't do cheese much. I don't che think mm. cheese is the best for us in any significance. Um, I do salamis. I try not to have it with any spices because I think the spices are not good for us. Mm -hmm. The only spice I would do, well, salt is really it. The only thing in butter, salt and butter are sort of my, do con my condiments, but that I add to my, my steak. But yeah, I think. If you get lean meats, ask the butcher, go to your butcher. The butcher throws away most of the fat. They throw most of the yeah. fat, yeah. That's that's correct. And oh, but now maybe they're selling it to Amazon, you know, whoever's making all this, you know, this uh, um fat and rendering it and selling it for, you know, higher costs. I mean, I buy duck grease to fry my french fries in. You make french fries out of what? I make french fries out of out of russet potatoes. You cut the skin cuz the skin has solanase. It's not good for uh -huh. us. And I cut them small slices, very thin, and I fry them in duck grease. And uh, I uh, I put um, Malden salt or Redmond salt, and then I dipped it in, in mostly sour cream is what I love because it's cream huh. and fat. And, and see, simple sugars are digested quickly in the upper GI tract. 
complex sugars are not. See, everyone says complex carbs are good, simple sugars are not. Nope, other way. And remember, but you can't eat, you can't be eating these simple sugars all the time. That's why sodas in general are not good and candy all the time is not good. And, you know, and protein bars, in my opinion, are deadly and also not good for us. Sure. So, no fat. So, no so fat. A potato now and then is we can get away with it and enjoy it and not, not, uh, yeah, I, sure. I think a cake, a cookie, a pie, you know, from time to time. And even I just stay away from uncooked vegetables. And because it's the uncooked vegetables that contain the microbes that will cause our disease. And that's where you have to stay away for. And they ferment. And, mm. and so, you know, that's the number one thing recalled in America is, is fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Right. And peanut butter and all this stuff that's processed. Look at, you buy eggs, you buy bacon, pork belly, you buy you beef locally. And, oh, my God, what a beautiful thing. <laughs> I worked for McDonald's in 1960 my first year of college and back then we were taking real potatoes we washed them right we put them in a thing we made made french fries right there and then we we cooked them in beef towel yeah 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 and then then it got spoiled then it was real food i mean it was real food back then i am not against mcdonald's i'm not against fast food i think you know one of my favorite meals in the universe is big mac fries and coke supersized but look at <laughs> but but to have those, those i i i really haven't had one in years but but i'm not chastising them sure. as a single entity to have from time to time um, i think it's beautiful food it's quality food but but again to have it all the time and for so many people once they have it oh my god that's you know deadly and all the time so but it's we have to we're in charge of ourselves your doctor's not the professor's not the you are and so i think one of the beauties of your show is sharing uh, health and wellness on one radio network oh, and man. and that is so important for everyone to listen and learn um, i love so many things that you're talking about interesting enough the glycobiome is sulfated sulfated the sulfated negative charge is critical and so i saw that about your sulfur Sulfur, uh supplement which is critical critical so the the glycobiome was negatively charged and we 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 when we damage it it now allows the negatively charged to attach in the white cells the immune cells just the roundup uh and you mentioned the uh, uh glyco uh glyco um say it's glycophysate why can't i say the word um the the, the roundup what am i thinking All right glyphosate glyphosate yeah. glyphosate and so we have to be careful that you know but but interesting enough 98 percent of the toxins the pesticides are made by plants they're made by plants made by plants plants are the predators <laughs> my friends and we are the prey they they have con- con- cajoled us to to change their dna to save them for infinite years in the cold and 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 put them everywhere enjoy them in the gardens and the plants are just kind of hanging out there thinking boy don't we have a party here guys they're fertilizer eventually for us and uh you know it's kind of you have to laugh a little bit about this whole story you gotta have fun in it listen i became a carnivore i'm a crazy man and I created this thing called Kiltz's Mighty Tribe, and where I love sharing my five every day, 5 a.m. I'm online talking to people around the globe about 
carnivore and keto and health and wellness and fertility and uh that's the magic of life now look at you know we share things and help people sure and then you go in and do your practice all day long and do surgery and then you come home and do shows like this good for you and you eat once a day i mean that's i want to talk about that before we go so um you don't get hungry then you eat once a day about what time I typically eat about five or six o'clock at night. Uh-huh. I typically have my ribeye steak, mm-hmm. and I have about ten to twelve ounces in general. Mm-hmm. I might have a piece of chocolate from time to time. Uh, my French fries, you know, maybe once every few weeks, mm-hmm. not every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the protection of the bowels in one meal a day or less is probably the most simple thing that anyone can do of any diet. Doesn't matter, vegan, vegetarians. Uh, Mediterraneans, pescatarians, anything. If you go to one meal a day and add the fat, you're fantastic. And cook the carbs well and do not add the spices of any significance or frequency and you will significantly heal your body. Do a lot of good things go on during this intermittent fasting? We've heard we make more stem cells and all kinds of fun things. Is that true? You're healing. You're healing the glycobiome. That's simple. Your body's getting rid of the lectate, the lectins, the oxalate, the phytates. You're dumping all that stuff. But but again, if you're going right back to it every day and eating a high oxalate phytate and and a gluten and you know a latex and remember latex comes from plants, rubber plants. Mm. But most plants contain it. Mm. So yes, the fasting. I say see, Kiltz's keto is carnivore. It's one meal a day. It's high fat. Now, do I have a snack sometimes? Sure, I do. A little piece of of, of salami or cheese or my leftover ribeye steak. Sure. Now, do I do I sometimes have a topping of a pizza? But I don't eat the the um, the uh, the dough. I mean, of rarely. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And would I from time to time? Sure, I would. Sure. But not all the time. And so, if you took your, do you ever take your fasting blood sugar with a pinprick for fun to see what it is? I don't measure very much. I don't measure. No, because because no matter what you do when you measure, something's going to come off wrong. <laughs> You're going to worry. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't weigh myself. Is it too high or too myself. low? Yeah, Is it too high, too low? My God, I get a million questions. What does this mean? What does this mean? I say, just check it next week and see what it is. Give it a little time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I would say that, um, you know, people are coming off their drugs or they're you know been diagnosed and they're trying to kind of eliminate the diagnosis by getting a new doctor or one that doesn't you know give diagnoses but just realize you're a human being and if you stop eating the poisons you'll be well and you want to eat the proper human diet which is fatty red meat and then you will be fantastic mm-hmm. so yeah I, I don't measure i don't measure no um how how uh, critical or how important is the the state of consciousness with the people you work with, the, the people, the moms and the dads that want to get pregnant, and the worry, the fear, the angst that they have going on. It's it's big, isn't it? It's big. It, it, so, so thoughts create all things. This is the first thing you want to work on is the thoughts. I am a mom. I'm a dad. I'm a parent. I'm alive. I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. Use those words. I am three magic words is a great book by U.S. Anderson. And if you ever read The Secret, but I read the Christ-based teachings by Don Curtis every day. Mm-hmm. I love the Bhagavad Gita. I read the Quran, the New, the Old Testament. I read them all because they're all of value in humanity. But thoughts create all things. Yes, every negative thought sends negative energy throughout the universe. 
in every positive thought, loving, kind thought. I have as the mirror work. Start the work in the morning. The moment you get up, whatever it's the afternoon, whatever time it is. And even I do, I do one to three naps a day. Hmm. Naps reset the synapse. Your synapse requires naps. And that's really critical between faith. And I do meditation, prayer. That's my nap. You know, I go down my gratitude. Thank you, God, Lord, creator for the day. Thank you for all the people in my life. Even, you know, the friends, the foes, all of them. Because we're, we're all the same. Yeah. We're human beings in a human journey. Yeah. But it's God that creates everything. Yeah, yeah you bet. How about your sleep? Um, did it change um, in a significant way when you went carnivore? Just your, your main sleep? My energy went up, and I find myself waking up at all times. The I day know. And night. I do too. And I'm like, whoa. And so, but 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 like everything else, if you're up, get up. Mm-hmm. Go do something. Do, do something. reading. Mm-hmm. Listen to something. Play your guitar or write your 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 screenplay. You know, this is where the most amazing, amazing creative moments are. But we've been taught that oh, you need to get a full night's sleep. Yeah, I mean, it's eight hours really, straight or whatever. Oh, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. But Many animals nap and rest and sleep much more than humans, but that's in our modern world. I mean, before there were jobs and there was just hunting and gathering, I mean, you likely rested a lot more. You know, you got up, you did your work, you rested a little bit under the tree or in the cave, wherever it was. And so we need to rest more. We need to stop with all the the, the drinks that are stimulating drinks, right? Eliminate them. They're not good for us. Hmm. You know, I do I do carbonated mineral water. Um, I, I, I've been off coffee now for 28 days just because I wanted to do something hard. And we're going to do a three-day fast starting on uh, August 3rd. Oh, you are? I'm sorry, August 1st. And so, you know, I do my fast probably once or twice um, a quarter. Hmm. I don't do them every month, but I do my 23 and one, which is critical. But yeah. Napping, meditation, positivity, prayer, love. Everything. And journaling. Get your journal, write it. You know, that's really important for everyone to do. Well, you're fun to talk to. Thanks uh, so much for coming on the show. It's just been great. And uh, I'm a big fan now, so I'm going to join your tribe. And what, well, if you join your tribe, what goes on in your little tribe thing? Well, people are asking asking questions and, mm-hmm. and, and posting things about what they do in the carnival world. So it's meant to be a place for people to um, learn and grow, mostly in the carnivore keto world. And I say keto because keto is the on-ramp and the entryway to carnivore. But you know, it might take people a, a, a week to do it or years to get into that. But everyone's on that journey. We share creativity and artwork and, and thoughts and ideas. It's just kind of a a safe, friendly, fine place for people to connect and, and share and learn because uh, yeah. we all want to be part of something. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you after I talked with Sally K. Norton on the oxalate thing, she said, well, you know, because I just dropped all oxalates like overnight, Doc. I, I just, boom, I just, boom, I just, cold turkey. I'm a Scorpio. I, that's just the way I do it, man. You know, just, I'm, I'm done. But, you know, I, I haven't felt any any kind of detoxification from the oxalates. A little bit in my bladder. For a few days, I could feel something was burning out of there. But other than that, have you found a lot of folks that do detox, though, from oxalates? I did a lot of almonds and, and spinach and char. That was my fave, right? I did Every day I did almonds, char, spinach, and char. Well, I think we label these things because we're withdrawing from sugar. Oh. 
That's the number one thing we're doing is withdrawing from sugar. And withdrawals from any drug is massively systemic. It'll affect every organ system of your body. So I don't know what the, what the causes are. I just know that if you're withdrawing from spinach and almonds, your body's like, what the heck? I love that stuff. Come back. It's like heroin, cocaine, marijuana, caffeine for kilts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, 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 you know, everyone, everyone gets, you know, it's bowel, it's skin, it's eyes, it's brain. It's, you know, it's all over. Um, it, it's all over. And yeah, I used to have bowel bleeding. I'd like a nine one one. I'd be bowel bleeding, and really? my I had I had blood in my urine forever. And it's like you know, my back pain is gone, my joint pains are gone, my eczema's gone. I've never felt better in my life. And I tell you, every age, the carnivore is the way, and uh, it is the way. I call it, again, baby's way: bacon, eggs, butter, beef ice cream and salt and and i got you know it's it seems a little ridiculous but but you know what's what's the simple answer i call it the, i call it the baby's way let me put so your got this full full screen right. there oh that's cool oh yeah, yeah look at that yeah again it's 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 a little nuts and you know it's hmm. sort of we're all looking for something that that makes it easy to understand and yeah. the baby's way diet you know Bacon, eggs, butter, beef, and yes, you could have Kiltz's ice cream from time to time. And, and uh, tell us how you make. With it. Tell us how you make your ice cream. How do you do that? Oh, it's simple: pint of cream, mm -hmm. uh, one egg, uh, one to two um, um, vanilla beans. Um, you don't need to put the sugar in it. I per prefer using sugar cane, cane sugar, cane sugar. Ta teaspoon or two. It's all you need to a pint, but it's not necessary. But again, I'm a treater and a reward myself. I don't think the simple sugar with a lot of fat is deadly yeah. because both protein amino acids and sugars metabolize in a very simple way. And so that's the that's the, the game changer when you realize it. But life is meant to be enjoyed. You know, it's, I, I might once in a while with my buddies, you know, I do a steak dinner for them. I make my fries and steaks, revise, <laughs> and then, you know, they want to have a glass of wine. I have a sip or two, and then uh, we might smoke cigars together. But, yeah. you know, we, I, I kind of mostly do this. You know, I think most of our <laughs> cultures, we like to hang out with our buddies, our yeah, friends. Yeah, and have fun. Uh, it's a fun, but, you know, if it's a drug that's deadly, you know, it's like I'll do a martini once in a while, but it's mostly olive juice. I love the olive juice, and I love the, the, the olive with, with blue cheese stuffed in it. And, you know, that, that's my only green vegetable from time to time. Yeah. But it's a rare time. Well, I really honor that because we all been through it, and I certainly have. I was a macro-neurotic for about four years, and that was something. You know, I mean, you get so caught up in this thing, you make yourself crazy. You know, you just make yourself crazy. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. I, I am crazy, <laughs> but but I'm realizing that, that creative crazy is good. And, yes, sir. You know, this is, listen, when you find something that's a game changer, and and I've sustained this, and I've seen so many people lose every disease. Gone. Mm. Really? Cancer is caused by vegetables, fruit, fiber, seeds, and nuts. Mm. That's a simple answer. And when you get in there and do surgery in the OBGYN world, are these things, in your opinion, caused by a bad diet? Oh, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Majority of the majority of the diseases are found in the pelvis. Mm. The pelvis. That's where we ever find it. Starts in the colon. The colon. I call it the ring of fire. The colon is fermenting. It's it's just gas, heat methane higher temperatures which cook your cells and your tissue again the bowels 
you know, so many people are are, are getting uh, colon cancer and Crohn's and IBS and colostomies and, you know, all these surgeries and all these problems and even dying from these diseases without cancer. Our doctors are unwilling, unfortunately, and the science is just like, well, wait a minute, there's a magic drug. We're going to find the magic cure. Just hold on a little bit longer. But but um, the hospitals uh, and the nutrition world needs to step back and be open because there's no time for a prospective randomized double-blind placebo-controlled study. We already know this. You feel great. I feel great. You know, so many people feel great. I have so many people doing this, and they feel fantastic. I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm, so I'm going to speak up. And that's really what, what my hmm. my passion is, is as a physician, I can help. I can tell more people the secret that maybe they'll save some money and not need a doctor. Like me. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right, Doc. Well, thanks for uh, coming on the show. It's been an honor. You take care. Let us know if we can help with anything, please. You can. God bless you always. And we'll we'll send more people your way because you're sharing a really awesome, amazing story, Patrick. I Thank appreciate you, you. Dr. Robert Kills. Right, God bless. See All you right. soon. Wow, what a cool guy, huh? Man, that's fun. His website is Dr. Uh, com, And we're going to give you his other one, too, which is his clinics. And if you're looking for a little support for making babies, um, just find an Italian. I'm just kidding. Just, just, uh, <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll put all the, the, uh, the websites in his show page there. So I love you all very much. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. We will see you, um, let's see, we're going to see you tomorrow with uh, Fred Dashevsky and the Real World of Money. Fred Dashevsky and the Real World of Money. So uh, take care of yourself. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.